0: Welcome to Paul Martin's Catholic Podcast. I'm Paul Martin. I used to be a Presbyterian, then Pentecostal preacher. After studying the Bible and church history afresh, I converted to Catholicism in December 2017. When I debate and discuss with Protestants on social media or other places, they will frequently attack the Catholic Church. And then I will ask, what denomination are you? And then attack the foundations of their denomination. But the response that I get from many Protestants is, I'm just a Christian. They'll say, I'm not into denominations or churchianity. And what they essentially are, are people who believe in nothing apart from a few essentials. There's a man called Al Cresta, a convert to Catholicism, and his testimony is given in a book called Surprised by Truth by Patrick Madrid. Eleven converts give the biblical and historical reasons for becoming Catholic. And on pages 266 to 267 he sums it up better than I could so I'm just going to read what Al Crester says as our independent church grew and we moved to larger quarters I found myself faced with a difficult question given the biblical emphasis on the visible unity of Christ's body what was the justification of our separate ecclesiastical life I didn't know what denomination we should join, but here I was bewailing the disunity of the church and at the same time I was leading an independent congregation. I felt like I had killed my mother and then complained about being an orphan. The doctrines of mere Christianity, the divinity of Christ, trinity, blood atonement, authority of scripture, etc., only take you so far, and then they have to be applied to issues like church government, sacraments, church discipline, style of worship, pastoral questions such as, is Operation Rescue biblical? Is artificial insemination okay? Can one lose his salvation? Who determines what is essential and what is non-essential? By what authority, once you begin answering these necessary questions, you are no longer just a Christian. You are a Baptist, or Pentecostal, or Nazarene, or Presbyterian. To those outside the church, Protestants stress that these secondary identities, dare I say traditions, Nazarene, Baptist, Reformed, Pentecostal, Lutheran, Anglican, are not really important. What is important, Protestants say, is mere Christianity. But to those inside the circle of faith, it is exactly these secondary distinctives which form the social and theological glue that bring cohesiveness to the fellowship and distinguish you from others. They are what you fight over and divide over. For a church to retain its identity, it must articulate the reason for its existence. I kept asking people what the reason was for our church's independence. Why didn't we simply merge with the Baptist or Presbyterian church down the street? No one, myself included, had a good answer. I also asked how it could be that Jesus would command visible unity but leave his church without the necessary infallible means of settling doctrinal disputes in order to maintain that unity would he command the impossible and if Jesus had not given that sort of infallible teaching authority to the ministers of his church is it not presumptuous for a minister or a body of ministers to insist upon this or that form of church government, this or that form of baptism, or some other doctrine. That, after all, was Jesus' complaint against the Pharisees. They imposed practices, traditions of men, Mark 7, 13 for which there was no divine warrant. And then he writes on a bit further, page 268, many had privately shared with me their discomfort with Protestantism's perpetual splintering over petty rivalries, ambition and doctrinal disputes. And I felt the same as they did. And eventually, through his disillusionment, he came to become a Catholic. And so... What is your position on baptism, the Eucharist, free will, the end times, contraception, church government, or scriptural interpretations? You see, my friends, if you don't have a position on any of those things, you have a very shallow, superficial faith. And does Jesus want us to have a faith where we only believe in or think about the bare essentials? Well, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in John's Gospel, Jesus told Peter and the disciples, the founders of the Catholic Church, he told them that the Holy Spirit would guide them into all truth. Now our Catholic interpretation is Jesus was saying it to those disciples and their successors, the popes. And if that is the case, then history testifies that we have a unified Catholic church that has stayed on course for 2,000 years. The Protestant, especially the Pentecostal interpretation, is that Jesus was saying this to all Christians. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth okay if that's the truth then why are protestants pentecostals in particular so divided why are there thousands and thousands of independent churches why is there no doctrinal cohesiveness why is it that protestants cannot even agree on what is an essential doctrine Some Protestants will insist, they'll insist that predestination or free will is an essential doctrine. Others will say, no, it's not an essential doctrine, it's a secondary doctrine. And there we see the problem. If the Holy Spirit is guiding them to all truth, then why have they not been guided to anything beyond the essentials? Why do they all contradict each other? I think the Catholic interpretation is the correct one. And people who say they're just a Christian are usually shallow people who don't want to stand by their beliefs and lack conviction. It's true that there is such a thing as mere Christianity. The great theologian and thinker, who was very close to Catholicism, although he was Anglican, is C.S. Lewis, and he wrote a book by that name based upon radio broadcasts he did. And he looked at the essential doctrines that Christians all agree on. But, my friends, your faith cannot stop there. We have to go further. And to have any real position on anything like abortion or contraceptives or church government, you have to be guided into all truth And if you're one of the many Protestants who disagrees with all the other Protestants, why not accept the authority of the Catholic Church, which has been guided for 2,000 years? Thank you for listening. God bless.